Blog Talk Radio. All right, welcome, folks, to J Talk to the People radio program. We got a good one for you today. A lot of information to go over, a lot of information that I want to dive or delve in deep to. I do have special guests standing by. And once again, this is another good one. If you have questions, want to make suggestions, you can definitely call in to the rodeo program phone number, 773-897-6235. You can also send an email to jtalkstothepeople at yahoo.com. And once again, people, what's on your mind? This edition of Right Versus Wrong, Part 2, what is the victim mentality? I do have my special guest standing by. I'm still waiting on a special guest. Did let the know. I did let the special guest know the time and date. I do try to inform the guest to call in early, five, ten minutes early. This way everything is prepared, ready to go. While we're waiting on the other guests, I do want to give out some information of where you can also find the program. Jay talks to the people. You go on Google. Type in j.talktothepeople. You'll find links for the show on YouTube, on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. And again, if you have suggestions, anything like that to enhance the program, if you some things that you like, some things that you don't like, some things that you would like changed, you can send all that to jtalktothepeople at yahoo.com. I am going to go ahead and move on with the program. I do have a time, or a lot of time for air. And at this time, I do like to welcome back Miss Rain to the program. Miss Rain, how are you this this day? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm I'm doing good. How about yourself, Jay Talk? Pretty well, pretty well. I can't complain at all. Um, there's supposed to be another guest. Uh, I did send out information to him to call in. I don't know if he's held up, but we're going to move along because I do have some information I wanted to get to. Uh, first, what I wanted to get into is we're kind of getting back into what we were talking about before. Um, we were talking about the banking industry and business and customers being uneducated. For those customers that become irate or become outraged by their fees and different things that they weren't expecting, uh, just tell the folks um, how do you engage and how do you resolve um, issues that come across your uh, way like that. 
Uh, yeah, um, the first step um, to dealing with basically unhappy or, you know, customers that are having their disputes about the bank or the way that things work or fees or anything in particular is that you got to take your emotion out of dealing with customers who are emotional. Um, when you're label-headed, you're able to convey what you need to them and the any type of solution you can give to them. When you don't give them bait to go beyond what they want to do, which is argue instead of solve the problem, then you're able to resolve the issue. You're able to de-escalate the situation, and you might be able to um, create what is called um, a rapport with the customer to where they'll want to work with the bank because you uh, basically gave them a reaffirmation, like a something for them to hold and, and be able to have high regard for with the bank. Um, I've worked in many situations where it might have been something that went wrong at the bank. Maybe there was um, some checks that wasn't sent out or maybe it was a card that wasn't sent out or maybe the way that the setup was, maybe it wasn't the right account for them. So I'll try to arm them with information, explain why it happened, solve the situation, and resolve their feelings or sentiment. Um, it very rarely doesn't work, and if it does, it has to do with an emotional thing that we cannot address because you have to be open and willing to to have something solved instead of soaking in your feelings. Okay. And so what is, I guess, on average the result of solving, you know, these customers, clients that are irate, uh, what's on average usually the result of handling that situation? I think around about 20%, um, around about 80%. Only about 20% of them actually want to leave if even after you do everything that you need to do to resolve it. It's amazing how long they will stay, even given the situation if it's not favorable in their manner, they want to stay because that's where their business is. That's where uh, they're paying their bills. They're getting their deposits. It takes a lot to have to switch a bank. So it will have to be, we would have to be completely negligent or they would have to be just in that mind frame. So with most people, if you're able to resolve the issue, explain why and show them the steps that you're doing to make sure that it won't happen again, it's, it's really something that can be smoothed over. With most customers, no issue. Uh, but if you're highly emotional and you're, and if the customer is at an irrational state and they just don't want to listen to reason because you can't do what can't be done, then in those cases, yeah, they do leave. But it's usually a small percentage, usually around about 20%. Okay. And... Move right along to uh, this next subject. I also wanted to get into. Uh, I am aware that uh, you have some information about, you know, folks, students, whoever, you know, going to college, you know, getting into a field that they're interested in, and you know, the market. You also not just have to research about, you know, colleges or what's the best college to go to, 
university, but also how to research the market and see if this field that you're getting into would be marketable or it has a strong place in the workforce and very in high demand for those type of jobs. What's basically your experience or view on uh, getting started going to college and also about knowing if once you graduate, you will have a job most likely afterwards? Okay. Yeah, the the number one thing is preparation. And then another thing is um, introspection, like, looking in within yourself and being honest with yourself and what you want to do in life. Even with myself, I didn't go to a four-year university. I had plenty of chances. Not that I'm saying I I might not pursue a BA in the future, but I went to a two-year, and I was able to do what I needed to do with that as of where I'm at right now. But you really have to make sure that the decision that you make is based off of your future and keep sight because it's not just the one decision that you make as far as what your career is going to be or what your school is going to be. Once you're in the school, you have to keep sight of what your goal is. Um, Important careers to where you'll have to get education, that's something like engineering, uh, something in science, uh, doctors, lawyers, you can't avoid it. You have to get that level of education to be able to do those particular positions. But if you're trying to be in business and in some other um, areas, you might be able to get a job in marketing or something without that, with maybe a two-year degree or some experience or be able to apply right out of high school and get those things. I, I champion education. My family, I was always told, to champion education, so I'm not saying that people don't need an education, but I think it's very important, especially in this generation, because the price of college is so high. Uh, when when college started, it was something that was affordable, and in some places it is still, but this generation that's coming up particularly, it's been forecast that they're going to be the generation that's going to die in debt from the colleges. You have to make sure that these colleges that you pick or accredited and that it could go anywhere in case something comes up and you have to change. You have to think about the marketplace and the needs for the future, like technology. You know technology is not going anywhere. So you have to think about the field that you want and think about the future. There's a um, a resource from the government. It's called the Occupational Handbook. You could, um, Outlook, you could go to the website, just Google it, and take a look at what they're saying is going to be the future and growth, and you can base it off of that and also what your own unique um, goals are. And then once you're in there, every day when you're taking those tests and you're going through those, you're going through those classes and you're ticking off of those credits and you're waiting to graduate, you have to make a plan to yourself that regardless of all the craziness on the campus, your goal is to leave there with that paper so that you can get that job that you believe will sustain you and also be able to pay off the debt. Um, Another thing for the people who decide not to go to colleges uh, with these technical schools, these for-profit technical schools, we're seeing the collapse of a lot of them, and it's not surprising. Their their prices are um, insane. They, They rival that of IT League schools in some cases, 
I know people who haven't finished school at our institute. They have $70,000 in debt and loans. Um, I remember when my brother was about to go to school, and he went all the way down to Art Institute, very talented artist, and he decided not to opt for it because the debt was just too tremendous. And you could also uh, cut down on the pricing by going to a regular four-year school with a strong art program and cut down even on that pricing by doing half of your degree at a local community college, which is accredited. It has to be accredited across any college. So you have to be smart. You have to get what you want um, and not sacrifice your education for it, but you can't allow them to take advantage of you because this could be the rest of your life. And with the art institutes closing down, and most recently it's the ITT Tech all across the nation, there's people with degrees they can't do nothing with. Uh, a lot of those employers are blackballed in those particular schools because they don't have instructors that are qualified to teach those classes. In some cases, I've heard of students telling the other students what to do because the because the curriculum, the teachers don't know how to teach it. And this is part of the reason why the government shut it down. A lot of people are applauding it because it's almost at a level to where it's predatory. So you just have to be very careful. And, okay, so... This focuses the J Talk to the People radio program. I have on one of my guests scheduled for today, Miss Rain, giving information so far about in the business world of handling difficult customers and what's the best strategy in order to resolve the situation. And then we uh, move, transition to getting your education in college and also securing uh, your future with the career. Uh, so, yeah, get into of how, because, you know, a lot of times, a lot of people have scruples and second thoughts about going to college, knowing that they're not going to have a career or career placement afterwards. Can you provide some solace and advice towards those people? Uh, absolutely. So, um, the first step um, that I did out of college is um, when you have a degree, whatever field it, it's in, it still has a certain level of value. So if you're trying to break into the market for your specific career, um, there's certain hotspots on the Internet, certain websites that are really good for your particular career. Of course, you could work with your guidance counselor, um, a career counselor at the school. You can also build up your your work experience by working on the campus and my Specific, it would be engineering, and then it would be the lab that I worked in, and building those contacts and getting references from them. And that's good to help you get to that career. But if you need to get something because you're getting out of college and you're about to start having to pay for those loans and you need to get started with your life, you have to open up your horizons, think about the skills that you have, and go after specific uh, jobs in certain markets that are related to that field. It might not be as exclusive, but it might be something in a broad sense that works towards it. Like maybe you went for business administration, you're going for something that's data input, you're going to something that's business forward so that you get your foot in the door and, of course, get some type of finances and get some type of experience as you work up in the marketplace. 
Uh, sorry about that. I had myself on mute. Uh, I do have my other guests that's just on the line. Stand by, folks. I'd like to bring them on. Stand by, Miss Rain. I'd like to welcome Mr. Ron G. How are you today, sir? What happened to hey, you? Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, yeah, I've been busy, brother. I've been, you know, working, taking care of some things. So I had to call you in the last 15 minutes. How's everything? Everything is good. Hopefully we can get to everything. Um, we did miss, like, a good chunk of the program. But uh, thank you for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Now, now I, wanted for having me on. I wanted to do this last time. What? Um, where can people find you or find your show? They could go to Wake the Hell Up 7. That's the channel. That's W-T-H-E-L-L-U-P-7, the number 7. That's the um, channel of YouTube. Okay. Now, in speaking of your channel or your show, there were some terms that I find very interesting. I wanted to break down the definitions of. We're not going to have a chance to get to every single one because of time. But first, uh, I wanted to go over just a few of these terms here. You used the term shine. What is the definition of shine or shine? A person, a person that doesn't connect the dots. Let me give you an example. If you see a tree, right, there's different type of trees. Now, if you tell a person that's a grasshopper tree, they're going to think it's a grasshopper tree, and it's not a grasshopper tree. It's a regular tree that influenced by water and nutrients. They're going to think it's the opposite. So when I call a person a shine, they think opposite of the definition of what is correct. They believe it's correct, which is not correct. They don't have the connection of their mind. They think in a lower dimension or low IQ. They don't think outside what they've been told. They listen to what everything TV said instead of questioning what the TV tells them. That's why I call them a sign. They don't have common sense. All right. And what is the definition of a handler? A person that, let's say you are a person in charge of a business. You have someone that does your accounting. You have someone that does your paperwork. And they may have a lot more information of doing the business than you owning the business. Like a celebrity, they'll have certain people around them, like an entourage, to make sure they're all right. And there's a particular person that will make sure they do what they're supposed to do. Even like in sports, when a person goes on an interview by the media, they will have their PR director. The PR director will tell them what to say. Now, if they go against jurisdiction, then you will hear something about them that did this quote-unquote something recently about five, six years ago that they keep letterings on the person. So that's a handler. Okay. Sounds like real good information. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm actually like to bring on my other guest, Miss Rain. She actually has some questions for you. She okay. did catch your episode on the last Last episode, Right versus Wrong. This is Right versus Wrong Part 2. Just a moment. How are you doing, Okay. Can Hello, Miss Lance. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm good. Good to hear. Oh, good just, to hear. Yeah, I just have uh, only one question because I didn't get the chance to get to your show. I didn't know where your platform was. 
Um, but I heard you say on the other show you said something about uh, you're never supposed to give a woman your all unless she shows herself. Or I, I'm not sure. Like, can you like fill that in? Cause I just I give you I give you a, I give you a scripture. The book of Proverbs chapter thirty one verse three says, "Give not thy strength unto thy woman, for destroy of kings." Because when you give your all to a woman, she seems not to satisfy. A woman at times is not satisfied. So you give her here and there to make her think about what you're going to do for her instead of telling her everything. Because okay. you have these, you have most of these women when they get a lot of things. You notice that when they get a certain amount of assets, they destroy the man and tell lies on the man and make up assumptions. We see this in celebrity gossip and all these other entities that we see on a daily basis. So a man's supposed to do what he's supposed to do for the woman, but he's not supposed to tell her everything. Let him do what he's supposed to do. Let his actions speak. And as long as he's taking mm-hmm. care of what he's supposed to take care of. Now, if you see something wrong and mm-hmm. the spirit is showing you something, you come, you comfort him and show him where he's going wrong. Now, when he does mm-hmm. personal business, that's his personal business between him and the Lord because a lot of times a woman will make emotions out of opinions and it will cause chaos. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Uh, I guess I had I misinterpreted like what you were saying because it was such a short blurb. So I was like, hmm, what does what does that exactly mean when I when I heard what you're saying? I can agree with that. I mean, because if you're all talking, then you're no bark. Then that kind of it shows badly on you. You're basically all your reputation is based off of what you do. So in a relationship, you don't have to say everything. I agree with that. And on top of that, let's say let's say you get in a relationship with somebody and things don't work out. You're going to tell your girlfriend three out of the four things he did best. That one thing he did good. You understand what I'm saying? 75% mm-hmm. of the time the woman will say, oh, he's no good, he's no good. But when the friend find out or somebody else find out, hold on, it's a plane going by. Hold on one second. Sorry about that. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so, yes. like, if the woman... um. The, break, the relationship breaks up. The woman will tell three or four things of the of the bad things about the guys that are only one thing good about the guy, 25%. So she'll tell her friends, oh, he did this, he didn't do this for me, he didn't do this for me. And then the friends or people will find out that's not to be true because they see it through his passion because she couldn't get her way the way she wanted to. Mm-hmm. You understand? That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I also think that it's kind of dangerous to be telling people, like, all the negative things, especially when you're mad, like, because they that information stays with them. And if the people decide to get back together, it creates friction in the situation around. They really should be dealing it, with it together instead of, you know, telling exactly. everybody your business. That's the point. But then on top of that, all I have right. a question for you. I have a question for her. Why okay. do most women prefer effeminate males that's not trying to do anything with their life? Why do they decide to get with guys that ain't trying to do anything successful? When you have guys successful, put in the work, why you would let those guys go by until you get into your late stages? Then you decide to get with somebody that is, you know, suitable. Yeah, listen, in my personal opinion, I despise effeminate men. That is not my cup of tea. But what I can tell you from my personal experience, even when it comes to just guys in general that are not trying to do anything with themselves, women have Mm -hmm. a feeling inside of themselves. I think it's like misplaced motherly um, attention where they feel like they can fix things. 
So when they have a guy and they feel like he's their own, they'll ignore everything except for whatever he can tell her, especially if the guy has a mouthpiece and he can get into right. their head. They're accepted regardless of the red flags that they might see around them. Even if people tell them the guy is wrong or the guy is crazy or the guy is not doing what he's supposed to do, they'll ignore all of that because they feel like they can fix him and everything will be good as long as they're together, which is kind of unhealthy because you have to be good together and apart. That way when you're together, you're dealing with whole people, not fragile people with with baggage issues. And I think that's, like, one of the main reasons why they go for those type of men. And then another thing is uh, popularizing media. They keep saying, which I never understood myself, like they used to do things when I was growing up. Now it's even, like, it's worse. It's way worse. Like, when I was growing up, you, you would watch a TV show or you would read a book, and they were like, men need to get in touch with their feminine side. Men need to understand Venus or whatever they they keep trying to get men to get in touch with this femininity, which they don't really need to do. They just need to be more realistic with themselves. I think that it's okay for us to be different as long as we can understand each other when we're together. And now they're really in touch with their feminine side. You've got the young thugs of the world that are, you know, wearing wedding dresses at their wedding. Like, it's, it's disturbing. It <laughs> is. It definitely is. All right, so that's okay, good. Yeah, you know. mm-hmm. All right, excellent stuff. Uh, we're really running out of time. We only got a few minutes left. There's so much more information I wanted to get out. I'd like to know, can both of y'all come back next Sunday? It don't have to be the same time, but, but can both of y'all do it? Yeah, I can yes, do that. Yes, we can. What time would it be? Just let me know heads up. Uh, let's say uh, 1 p.m. Would that work better for y'all? Yeah, that's that's cool. That's good. That's good. I could do that. Okay, one p.m. Now, uh, do either of you all have uh, any more questions for each other? Um, not really. I I wanted to take a look at his um his program again. I got so. What was your platform? It's W. Hold on a second. The plane going by. It's kind of busy right now. It's W T H E L L U P seven. Wake the hell up seven. I'll definitely look that up, and that's YouTube, right? That is correct. All right, cool. That's good. All right. Okay. All right, uh, Mr. Mr. Ron G., uh, a few more times here. What's the uh, definition of a yes man? He complies and listens to everything. A woman, if a woman asks him to do something and he does it, it's one thing. If he constantly do the same thing, She's saying to herself, why is he continuing to do the yes things? Why is he not giving me kind of a challenge or make me do certain things on my own? So a yes man would do anything to appease to the woman, and at times she don't have respect for him by being always, you know, complying to her needs when she could do certain things on her own, certain stability. They don't have a mind of their own. They don't have a, a man. A man tells a woman, listen, not, this is not the right time to do it. A yes man be like, okay, baby, I'll get this for you right now. And what is the definition of an alpha and a beta male? An alpha man is always in charge, and he makes sure the house is taken care of while the woman is taking care of other things, while he's taking care of the financial, she's taking care of the financial in the house, 
disability. Whereas a beta male, he just let the woman leave. And we know that my, nine out of ten times when a woman leaves, she gets mad. She's looking at this man like, why is he always home playing Super Nintendo or Genesis or Sega, whatever system they have, or he's going out buying foolishness stuff. That's what beta males do. They don't have comprehension skills to leave the household. All right, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, so I want to thank both of you all for coming on the show today. Jay Talk to the people. Thank you, people, for tuning in. Hopefully, you'll have us back for another piece of the action. Y'all made a good show today. Thank you for coming on. Thank you all for right. having me on. Uh, you all right, good talking to you all. All right. Bye-bye. I said you're welcome. Like, this is my show. This is almost my show. <laughs> all right, bye-bye.